Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve All. The Senior Citizens League says if you had retired back in 2000 with a total of income of $100,000, now you would need $156,000 to be able to afford the same standard of living. That is, of course, thanks to our pal inflation, which has been on the rise. You've seen it everywhere, the gas station, grocery store, etc. So the bottom line is, Steve, we'd like to think that we'll be able to replace our current income in retirement, but it appears we're on losing ground here. I mean, we are just literally on a hamster wheel. We can't catch up. Well, that's, that, that is a true statement, but in actual, those numbers sound pretty big. $100,000 is now one hundred and fifty-six. That's in a, what has been considered a low inflationary environment. It's mm-hmm. been below the normal of 3% over the, that 20-plus that year period. So we have to look at it. But it, 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 at a 3% inflation rate, it will double every 24 years. So mm-hmm. in 22, is up about 50%. So this has not been as, in, as high of an inflationary time frame as we've had in the past. And that's when I sit down and we sit down with people and we look at their spending plans. You know, what are you spending to get the lifestyle that you want? And when they break those things down, I think it's very important because if you're spending, and I'm gonna use $10,000 a month because it's everybody, it's easier for everybody to do the math. Yes. 24 years later, you're gonna be spending Mm $20,000 And And when we we run this through our, our software, and, and and they look at it and they go, Steve, there's no way 20 years from now I'm going to be spending $20,000 a month or twice what I'm spending today. Mm-hmm. And I said, I only got one question for you. Did you ever think you were going to be spending $10,000 a month? No, because if we'd have looked back 20 years in the past, that number was not, we, we'd never thought we'd spend that. Sure. I remember when I came to St. Louis in 82, an $18,000 a year job was a great deal. Absolutely. And now, you know, $15 an hour is a $30 an hour, is a $30,000 a year job on a 40-hour week. And that's what people believe they should have to start working. So we have to look at that inflationary figure because of the fact that in the future, things are going to be more expensive. When we break down the spending plan, we like to look at it. What's our basic needs? Mm-hmm. Let's allow inflation to take those because they will. But we might take those, the extras, the travel, the things of that nature, and say we will allow that buying power to be reduced because we'll probably slow down during our retirement years. So we do do that, and it makes a big difference. But inflation, right now I believe we're in a little transitory time. I do not believe we're going to return to the inflation of the you know 70s. And 80s, you know, I don't I don't believe that's in our future. We have a supply and demand problem. We had a, a world that got shut down. Mm-hmm. So places quit working. And now we've kind of flipped the lights and turned it all back on. And the demand is just way too big for the current supply. But I do think it will slow back down. I don't think this is a we're going to go back to 10 to 12 to 13 percent inflation. I believe this year's inflation rate will help those people on Social Security because of the fact they will get a jump this year, which they didn't get for a lot of years over the last 10 years. 
Wow. Yeah. And you mentioned here there's different stages of your retirement you're going to go through. So your buying power, your spending power, all those things change. I've heard it said before, Steve, that, you know, when you first enter retirement, there's the go-go years. You're on the go. Mm -hmm. You're doing all the trips, et cetera. Then you get the slow-go years. You're slowing down. And then we got the no-go years. So your finances are going to change over time. And it really kind of, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, the go-go years, your big money is going towards the trips and the big Mm -hmm. bucket list. And then in the no-go years, your big money's going towards Medicare or assistance or a nursing home. So whichever way you go about it, your money's just going to be allocated in different places. Yeah, that's why we don't do a lot of shifting down due to inflation, because it'll be the things that I'm currently doing today that 15 from years from now, I yeah. won't be able to do. I will pay somebody to do that. Yeah. And their cost will be inflationary. So that's why I don't suggest to people, well, I'll just keep slowing down. That might be true that you might slow down, but the things that you're going to have to pay somebody to do are going to continue to get more expensive. You know, Steve, people seem to have strong feelings about Bitcoin and other forms of cryptocurrency. It's a big topic these days. And some think that it's nothing but a scam, while others are confident this is the best thing that they've ever seen. So U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis falls into that latter camp. She tells CNBC that crypto should be a part of everyone's retirement portfolio. I encourage people to buy and hold. I encourage them to save Bitcoin for their retirement, for their future. And that's because as the Congress spends trillions and trillions of dollars, there's no way that we cannot debase the value of the U.S. dollars. So it sounds like she thinks Bitcoin can serve as a hedge against inflation, what we were just talking about here. But I don't know. Does it sound reasonable to you? I can't put a lot of trust into it. In, in simple words, no. Yeah. I, it does not make any sense to me because I you got what is the value of Bitcoin based upon? Right. Nothing. There's no nothing attached to it. I'm not going to disagree with her that the U.S. dollar could be dev- devalued because of the large spending. I will agree with that. Mm-hmm. She's a member of Congress. You have the availability to do something about that. I don't. Mm-hmm. So it comes a cart for there. But also, you know, we've we've had this argument for a lot of years of, the, you know, losing the U.S. dollar as the base for all spending. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree that if that happened, it would hurt our economy. But we have to look at it. Which country do we want to jump to as the world currency? The yen from China? Mm-hmm. What about the Russian ruble? Let's go to that one. Right. Or the euro. Right now, we're the most stable of those different currencies. So there would be a problem if somebody comes up with a better alternative, but I don't really see it at that time. My statement for everybody on Bitcoin, what are you willing to lose? That's what you ought to invest, because if you're not willing to lose it, don't invest it. I just do not see the value in something that's traded on a market that goes up and down the way it does. And there's absolutely no way to put a value to it. It does not make sense to me. And when she mentioned it as a buy and hold asset, Mm -hmm. I'm going which talk about those things. So if you want to chat with me about that, I'd be more than happy to. But no, I think the devaluation of the dollar, we're exporting our inflation to other countries because as the world currency, it trades in our currency. Mm-hmm. When there's a better alternative, we're in trouble. But currently right now, I don't see one. Yeah. 
And, and listen, here's the thing. Uh, there's a couple of different ways you can think about this. You're like a U.S. senator. You know, they're not a financial advisor. They're not a financial professional no. like you. So first of all, where's that coming from? Second of all, yeah, guys, Bitcoin is, uh, you hear a lot of people talk about it. Mark Cuban, right? He's he's a huge investor, Shark Tank guy. You know him. He seems mm-hmm. to think that Bitcoin's going to be another transaction that we're going to have. You can scan it on your phone. You can pay for it with a credit card. I mean, he is very much into it. But I always go back to the Apple cloud. Where is the cloud? Where is the Bitcoin, right? There's no value. I can't see it. I can't feel it. It just seems a little fishy. But they're talking about a lot of the people that did invest in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they talked about the home runs that they were hitting. Yeah. Are you hearing them complain about the taxes? They're after paying on it now. Well. Because of the fact most traders in this asset class, it's all short term. Mm-hmm. So if I, okay, so I, if I put in a thousand and I made 10,000, I got nine grand. I just made nine grand. Mm-hmm. Okay, do that a whole bunch of times, put a couple zeros behind it, and 30 to 40% of your gain just went away from taxes. I hope you set back the money to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's where most people get caught in the in the Bitcoin is when they make the money, they don't set aside the money for taxes. All of a sudden, Uncle Sam comes along and says, you bought that Bitcoin for $10 and you sold it for 100 you owe taxes. Yeah, where's our money? Where's our money? Exactly. And I just think it's there's a lot more to it than... I just made money. I just mm-hmm. bought it and sold it. So be careful. Exactly. I do not suggest it, but I'm not. I'm just, people out there have done very well. I'm just saying, be careful and make sure you take time, set aside money for the taxes, because Uncle Sam is tracking your Bitcoin also. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on the Voice of St. Louis KMOX. Steve All is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The All Financial Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and the All Financial Hour podcast are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance license in the state of Missouri. Insurance license number 8039738.